Hello everyone, I hope you're well and welcome to episode 10 of Creative Crossover. Creative Crossover is a show where I interview somebody working in the creative field and have a conversation with them about what they do, how they do it, and more importantly, why they do it. Uh, as always, please reach out to me on social media, it's at Jack Spedding, which is J-A-K-S-P-E-D-D-I-N-G, on all major platforms, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and just let me know what you think about the show. I've been looking through the viewing stats just before this episode, and it's really cool to have regular visitors coming in from Spain, the US, Philippines, Austria, and India. And so it just proves to me that it's not just my mates sat in the bedroom listening to this. So I really hope you guys are getting something useful from it. Anyway, into today's guest, it's Karen Julia, who is a wedding photographer based in Manchester, who has recently made the jump into helping other photographers with their SEO to improve their rankings on Google and get more bookings. So hi Karen and welcome to Creative Crossover. Just to start, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are and what it is you do please? I can indeed. I'm, my name's Karen Julia. I'm a wedding photographer and I'm also a SEO specialist and I specialise uh, specifically in working with other photographers and wedding industry professionals to get their businesses found by their ideal clients. Um, within weddings, um, I love doing city centre weddings and um, shooting at some of the, the country houses around the, the northwest of England. Um, but and I balance the both both of those businesses. Absolutely amazing. Cool. So first up, as always, we've got the quick fire round just so we can get to know you a little better. So awesome. straight into it, iPhone or Android? iPhone all the way. I'm such an Apple fan girl. Yeah, I'm the same. I sort of I fought it for a few years, but then um once you've sort of you've got your mac and you've you've got your your hipster beard and i do have some glasses around somewhere um you sort of that's it then you're in aren't you you're uh, you're stuck absolutely that's a good place to be stuck though yeah definitely definitely uh netflix or youtube youtube absolutely youtube cool what are you watching at the moment anything cool well i i use youtube for um, business purposes and also uh, with my clients in terms of helping them get found but i love the randomness of youtube so last night i was watching a guy feeding his tarantulas okay. um, which was just one of those kind of youtube um, tunnels that you go down where you start watching a video and then there's something else recommended and something else recommended before you know it you're watching a guy feeding his spiders and you know it's i, I love the um the way that it really helps people kind of get their them, themselves their kind of uniqueness um out there and with a kind of global audience really um so i think it really helps people just celebrate kind of individual talent and unique individuality really cool nice one work hard or play hard work hard at the moment but i do have two businesses so ah, yeah 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 <laughs> there's not not a lot of time for anything else at the moment uh, text or call text absolutely cool Love although it's i do like I do like talking to people, but I think in more text than God. Cool. Uh, love or money? That's a difficult one. I've heard this in other... I, I think everybody you've interviewed so far has said love. Mm. Actually. Um, maybe money? Yeah. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, book We're going to go or... for money. Cool, nice one. Book or audiobook? Audiobook. Audiobook. What are you listening to at the moment? Um, I'm revisiting a favourite, um, which is something called the the Antidote by Oliver Berkman, and it's happiness for people who can't stand positive thinking. So if you're if you're a miserable Scot, um, or you just don't like the whole positivity secret stuff, then I'd highly recommend it. It's awesome. I might have to check that one out. It's um, really good. Best thing that you own? Oh, I'm going to go for my Philips Hue lighting. 
um, I have all my lights are controlled through my iPhone in my apartment and they're all Philips Hue lights. So there's 16 million different colors. And it means right. that I can wow. balance my lighting to daylight when I'm editing or any of a choice of 16 million other colors when I'm not editing. They are usually on pink, um, which you can, the, the podcast listeners won't be able to see at the moment, but I, I do have my lighting typically set to pink. Yep, cool, nice one. And what's the best thing that you don't own? That would be my apartment. So I live in a 200 year old ex cotton mill with bare naked bricks and barrel ceilings and it's beautiful and I wish I owned it, but I don't. So that's kind of on one of my, my targets. Cool, nice one. Um, you mentioned briefly in your introduction there, but you've been a wedding photographer, Karen Julia photography for 13 years. Am I right? I think Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're obviously doing something right there. Um, can you just expand a little more on, on what you do and why you think you've been so successful in that area, please? Well, when I started up my business, it was, I knew I always wanted to do photography and it took me a while to kind of land on weddings. But I think really kind of customer service and the client experience is something that I've always put at the heart of my business. And my focus has been on um, the kind of natural moments um, between people and connection between people rather than a specific um, themes or styling. So it's meant that I think that's helped the, the photography be a little bit more timeless. I don't do a lot of editing. Everything's very natural. Yeah. And I trained in a film background as well. So really though um whilst it may look successful now it was really tricky getting started and i moved from um living with family down in uh, henley and thames down south to moving back to glasgow to moving to manchester and what i realized quite quickly is when you've spent your marketing budget in one city and then move that's kind of tricky yeah. you know and i i found it kind of really hard to really help get my website in front of couples that I wanted whose weddings I wanted to shoot and who I wanted to work with so actually it took a good few years to get started I don't think it was really until year four until I started learning SEO that my business got off the ground I put a lot of money wasted on lots of different types of traditional advertising and you know Facebook ads and and things that just seem to just soak up the cash and not really give you a lot back for it. So so as much as it's well established now, um, I've been fully booked kind of since 2010. Um it, it took a while to get there. So it wasn't it wasn't a <laughs> it wasn't a straightforward um, journey in the bit in the beginning. Yep, yeah, cool. So that sort of morphs us quite well into um your current role, which is we founded um Photo SEO Lab, which helps other photographers get their self found online. I know you were mentioning there. Um, your SEO was a big part in building that business. Um, can you just expand a little bit on how that sort of transformation into um, SEO happened for you, please? Yeah, well, back in, um, I think it was around about 2012, I was actually hit by a Google penalty and de-indexed. I was completely banned right, from okay. Google. Yep. Um, so I, I realized then that maybe some of the places I've been getting my information from weren't as kind of trustworthy and it I kind of realized that actually Google published the best practice guidelines online. So I had to start again from scratch. Um, at that point, Panda penalties weren't really reviewed in the same frequency as they are now. So, you know, I mean, businesses folded as a result of, of that algorithm change. Um, so when I started with a new website, I was able to get it ranked really quickly within three months. And that attracted the attention of quite a few of my friends um, who are photographers who were spending a lot of money with SEO companies and not really seeing a return on their investment and they see me start with a new website in January and 
you know, I'm, I'm ranking. I had over 20 page one rankings within three months, really. So they yeah, were like, wow. hang on a minute. What are you doing? Mm. <laughs> because we're, we're paying elsewhere for this and we don't know what's happening. And clearly you're doing something that works. So it really started off fairly organically. Um, some of my friends, I felt, were being ripped off by agencies. And because I'd spent 2013 and, 20, and really quite a few years studying SEO and um, learning the various aspects of it, I, I could see right away that some of what they were being told wasn't accurate. And that really they were doing what I had done initially and pouring money down the drain, really. So it started off with me wanting to help my friends out and make sure that they weren't being ripped off. That kind of escalated into offering a few training courses trying a couple of workshops and then I started working with a US-based agency and I had the opportunity to work with photographers around the world so Australia, New Zealand, the US, the UK and really see kind of um, what I could do in terms of being able to empower other business owners and you know see how kind of th that was able to help other business owners really grow their business and and actually kind of um, gain, a, gain a healthy business as a result of having that knowledge imparted. Cool, nice one. So in terms of empowering other businesses, what are, when you start working with a new client, what are the, what's the sort of steps, what are the changes that you, you look to make? What are the obvious things that people are usually doing wrong that it's sort of, you can flick a switch almost, and I know it's not flick a switch, um, but what, what are the changes you put in place to help them grow? Well, often what I find is that the problems that people think they have aren't the same as the ones that they actually have. So I'll speak to photographers and they'll maybe worry that their work isn't right or that they need to change some styling on their, their homepage or maybe they, their site's not necessarily loading quick, quick enough. So they might have a, a rough idea of things that are going wrong, but actually it can often be things like their their site isn't crawlable. It's not easy to index. Google doesn't know what they're talking about. You know, I had one client who's um, didn't understand why their homepage wasn't being found. And they were really upset about their work because it, you doubt yourself as an artist when you think, why aren't people booking me? Should I just go sell my kit? Yeah. You know, and actually Google thought they were a pizza business. Um, right, okay. And that was down to, I know it's crazy, isn't it? That, that was down to the text on their homepage. They hadn't mentioned they were a photographer anywhere. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, so really, I, I, what I tend to do initially, I, I, I deal or I work with kind of mainly people who are technophobes, who are not necessarily tech savvy or understanding of SEO. And when I start working with clients, I like to just find out what's going, going on for them. You know, what are their aims? What are they trying to get out of their business? Are they aiming to shoot 50 weddings a year? Are they looking for 10? You know, what, what is it they're aiming for? And what is their kind of USP as well? So what makes um, them different from other photographers? Because the thing is, the technology now with um, Google and with the, the language processors means that Google is awesome at playing matchmaker. So instead of having all photographers aim for the exact same thing, by having a, a kind of niche and an ideal client and being matched up to that means that their conversion rate is going to be higher. So they're, they're going to end up working more with the type of client that's going to really enjoy working with them more. Yeah rather than aiming for um, generic terms that are maybe going to result in inquiries that they're not really wanting to convert potentially. So a, a lot of the, the initial stuff is I, I pick up the kind of heavy lifting of the tech geekery and really my clients tell me what they're aiming for and you know what they want out of their business and their, their niche, their ideal client and their style of photography, that type of thing. So yeah, cool. Do you think, it's a bit of balance. As a, as a creative sector, do you think photographers are worse than other people at spending the time on the website? I know with a lot of social media over the last few years, it's very easy to go on, let's say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. 
you put something up and within two minutes, two, three minutes, you've got 50 likes, you've got that instant dopamine hit, you're thinking, oh, this is great. You know, I've made it as a photographer. Um, whereas your website, I know from my own personal experience, it takes sort of three to six months to to grow it and get it to the point where the first couple of days it's like two or three people looking uh, and then you realize it's yourself just reloading it. Um, and it's that kind of thing where it takes, it almost feels like it takes too long to get the traction. But then when you get the traction, like you're saying, um, now I get two or three calls a day just through my website um, and I've had nothing through social media, but it seems like I'm always very active on social media. There's a lot of um, people saying, oh, you're always here, you're always there, but nothing ever comes through that. Um, but it is that nice dopamine hit of, oh, you see a, a pretty heart sort of thing. Do you think a lot of people are put off by the amount of work and the amount of time it takes to get yourself ranked on Google and get yourself clients through that way? Absolutely. And I think it's a it's a mistake because the thing is, once it's, as you said, it's um, you're established and you're ranking, you can kind of take your foot off the gas. You can you don't have to keep up with it. Whereas mm. Facebook, it's there there might be an immediate that dopamine hit, absolutely. But then you need to keep actively doing work. And as you know, um, when you're a small business and you're juggling, um, a, you know, a variety of different things, then the upkeep of having to keep posting every day, having to keep um, on actively kind of taking actions to to gain. Um, those results, it's it does make it more of a challenge. Whereas, really, once SEO is established, um, although algorithms change, if you're ultimately putting user experience at the heart of everything you do, then you can't go far wrong, really. And that will continue to reap benefits years later. And I, I think what I like to do is, I mean, really, everything I, I do, I, I test on myself, I test in my own sites, and I've had a really large test base of lots of clients. But I'll, I'll show them the results from my own work. So, I think that really helps for building reassurance yeah. because if I can show a client that look this is what I've done based on these data points um you know based on this information and then you can see the graph you can see the the actual traffic in Google search console and you can see that it took three months to gain traction but when yeah. it did yeah. it drove a ton of traffic so being able to actually show people a kind of real actual examples of here's what I'm recommending and here's how it worked for me and um, yeah, it helps manage expectations, and I think clients just need to know that they're in it for the for the long game. Really, you yeah, know, it's definitely yeah, yeah, and it's, it's it's one of those things where you mentioned about getting your specific client. Like most, well, ninety percent of the people who will call me through my website are the client I want to speak to. Whereas if somebody ever does like it on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, they could be thousands of miles away. It's that kind of once you're in Google, you're pinpointing you down very specifically to your sort of niche area isn't it people are searching for yep. you rather than just sort of thumb scrolling sitting there having having a the tea sort of thing absolutely and i think with instagram it's great for reaching that wider audience and i think instagram is good for destination photographers um but i think with the way that the algorithms work aiming for that niche market is great for google you know mm. i love doing um small city center weddings and that's something that i've been able to achieve through the optimization of text and algorithms and things and i know that when you're getting inquiries for the type of work that you want to do it's great you, yeah. you get excited responding to those rather than thinking well this isn't really a good fit for what i offer and they want video and different photographers and different things like this and you know you don't get the same you don't want to turn down work hmm. but so so getting like inquiries that are a good fit for you is awesome yeah, definitely. and I know my clients. Once once we kind of get that that traffic to their site and they're attracting their ideal client and their ideal client is finding them, you know, they love it. It's it feels great because why run your own business if you can't run it the way you want? Yeah. You know, it's hard enough being self employed. Um, it's it's a challenge as you I'm sure you're aware. 
so there's no point kind of putting all that work into kind of being self-employed to then have to go and do jobs that aren't a fit for you you know just doesn't make sense yeah i'd agree do you agree this last week with the the outages of, of facebook and instagram do you think more i know um quite a few of the podcasts i listen to are always pushing your own website you've got your own space do you think the the outage of, of Facebook and Instagram will make people realize like, hang on, my portfolio wasn't online for two or three days here. Um, I need to be sort of building my own presence online outside of these major social media platforms. Absolutely. And I think the same can be said for um, website systems where you, you don't actually own your own content, you know, you don't own your own space. Yeah. So there's systems like Squarespace, for example, where um, as much as it's it's fairly reliable, there is the occasional thing where um, you might not have access to it, but if you own your own kind of website data on on a kind of independent um, hosting company, then you've got more control over it. And it also means that you can have a backup if things go wrong. And this is something I'd encourage everybody to have. So if you're listening to this and you have not backed up your website in the last few days, please back it up. Um, and been able to actually create a complete backup copy of your site, been able to um, you know, have that on your system, have that backed up to the cloud, puts you in a better, um, stronger position, you know, if, if the worst did happen. But I think with these platforms, you know, ultimately you don't own the content that's on there. So you could have spent two years building a business app and ultimately Facebook can remove your page. Any yeah. of these companies can remove your page. You might accidentally breach some guidelines you're unaware of and lose everything, you know, mm. which can also happen with Google if you get removed from the index. However, that is recoverable, so. Yeah, cool, yeah, so you mentioned in there about backing up your website. What are sort of two or three other tips that you'd give people in order to, to improve their own websites? I think it's about um, really a balance of security, your kind of due diligence, and um, really the, the kind of creating backups. So when you say improving their websites, do you mean more from a kind of business point of view or a ranking point of view yeah well, well both if you've got if you've got time to talk yeah about um yeah absolutely um well i'd recommend all business owners really kind of take control of managing their online security because wordpress is open source software i do recommend wordpress as a platform for photographers because of the flexibility and everything but it does mean that you are potentially more vulnerable so there are steps to be taken that can reduce the chance of things like hacking or security vulnerabilities. So things like due diligence on your plugins. So periodically, every couple of months, you might want to go through any plugins you've got, check when the last um, time was that they were updated by the developers, check whether they're comp- compatible with the version of WordPress that you're on. Because what, what can happen is that some of these plugins um, can stop getting maintained and then they can be vulnerable potentially to to hackers and be used as backdoors into your site so it's something that i would if you, if, you, if anyone listens not done it for a while then go grab a coffee and spend that time going through the plugins and check because you know there there are um potential for vulnerabilities there and that is a, a hacking um yeah you know yeah. weakness um with the backups then yeah they should be doing regular backups i think you know get your hosting company to do backups for you make sure they're not backing up the website on the same server that your website lives on because there has been a hosting company that done that lost their servers and everybody that was a client on that server lost everything so yeah yeah, so but there's other things that you can do yourself even if your your website company back up your site i have every page saved as a pdf you know and i export you can export your site through the tools option in wordpress which just means you've got a copy of all the text and all the, the urls so even in a worst case scenario 
you could just import it again and you know that's going to be less work for you yeah but if you just wanted some basic kind of what you could do to improve the ranking of your site without getting too deep and geeky and anything um i would say really prioritize your homepage. Google's best practice guidelines that Google tells us that the homepage is the most important page on your site. And really you need words. Google needs words. So it just is a simple thing as saying what you do and you know, what the services you are um, that you offer, where you're based and um, really a little bit about your style and approach and who you love to work with. You don't, it doesn't need to be loads and loads of words. But really having a bit of text that just explains clearly what you do. There's so many websites I get to and I have no idea in the world where they're based. No idea. Mm. There's no information. <laughs> you know? So um if if a client can't work it out, if a potential client or a user can't work it out, Google can't either. Yeah. Um so simple things like that that could go a long way in, you know, helping you be found by your ideal client. Cool. Nice one. So what would you say the future holds for you? What's the what's the end goal? Well, I think with the the agency um, that I'm I'm growing, I've got a couple of uh, contractors now that are um, SEO analysts that, that do some of the the kind of more analytical data research work for my clients. Um, but I want to keep it really um, quite small, quite kind of boutique in terms of agency size, because I am still balancing it with wedding photography, and yeah. it's not something I want to give up. I love shooting weddings; it's just I get so much out of it. Um, but I think really I want to be able to offer just a great quality service where I can have the time to kind of really educate photographers and really put them in in control and in the power of being able to market their business so that if they do move in future, they know what to do. You know, if if they want to change their target client, they know what to do. Um, So really the the packages I offer are more of a kind of like six month, um, 12 month kind of thing where we're working quite closely together. And by the end um, of those of those packages that the the photographers, the business owners that I'm working with are going to have a real understanding of how to use the different Google tools to know what's going well and to be able to take action with anything that's not performing as well as they they would. So really, that's that's the aim is to kind of build up that um, the agency so that I can can uh, continue to to serve photographers really. Perfect. And if people want to speak to you, where can where's the best place to find you online? Well, there's the SEO website, which is the photoseolab.com. There's a, a Twitter um, channel, which is a little bit quiet at the moment. I've been I've been busy making training courses for photographers for the last few weeks um, on various different areas. Uh, on Facebook, which is the Photo SEO Lab um, page, and I do regular live Q&As and regular live training. Also on YouTube. Now, my YouTube channel combines both photography and SEO. It's just all mixed into the one in different playlists. So if you go check out my YouTube channel, just type in Karen Julia, you'll find me subscribe to my channel please um and yeah just kind of get involved perfect thank you very much for that awesome it's been a pleasure to be here and that's it for episode 10 of creative crossover thank you so much for listening if you have enjoyed it please as always leave us a review on itunes and it just allows us to grow the show and reach a few more people and that's it for this week thank you very much goodbye